Carleen Love Podcast. Hey everybody, it's been quite a while since I've done a video. And um, so I decided to start off with 2021 and just a general overview, general, you know, tapping into the energies, tapping into the flow and just see what comes down, what comes through, what starts, what needs to be said. I did a brief meditation before I started this, before I start this video, before I started this recording. And um, so I'm a little bit already in the flow, already tapping in, already feeling things coming to me. As you guys know, I often tend to see things a little bit from a different perspective and um, or that's how it's being shown to me. So what's being shown to me right now or what I'm feeling right now as I tap into 2021 is that yes, it's definitely a moment of change. It's definitely a moment of newness, of um, turmoil, of having to hang in there. And it's a having to hang in there on based on your, you know, strength to adhere to your own principles principles are going to become more and more important as we move forward and it just feels like this is also a phenomenal opportunity to break down everything in your life break down things that are not aligned to your principles are not working for you and i mean it's always a good time to do that but now seems to be really a time to let everything go that's stopping you from flowing I really want to urge those of you that are on the verge of coming out as healers or light workers or things of that nature that this is the year to do it. Like step up. You're being called. You can hear the call. You feel the call. So step into it. What are you waiting for? It's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any easier. I can promise you that. And now is the time to just throw yourself into it and allow spirit to bring you to where you're needed right? If we see ourselves as part of this whole collective body of life, then all of us are a certain medicine when our stories, our intuitions, our inspirations, they're medicine for others. And during this time, we all need to stay as connected to one another as possible. We need to be able to bring each other medicine in the form of support, emotional help, healing, insight, inspiration, clarification, um, validation, acknowledgement, right? We need to stay in communication, connected with one another, and we need to hear, we need to continually hear messages of light, of hope, of love, in order to motivate us, in order to inspire us, in order to remind us that these things exist, because the space-time that we're going to be moving through as a collective is going to be a little bit dark indeed, or a little bit shocking for people that haven't prepared themselves in any which way, shape, or form. It is, as you guys know, a mass awakening of sorts, of, even though people are still, you know, resistant to being pulled out of their sleep. They're, they're trying to stay in their comfort zone. They're trying to stay asleep, but spirit is not going to allow this anymore. People are going to be faced with things that are hard to deal with about themselves, but also about the world at large. So it's, it's almost like depending on what you need to awaken, that is what you're going to be running into possibly in 2021. 
this is the last these last stragglers i'll say that um just refuse and they just really need a hard awakening so if you haven't been dealing with certain issues that arise for example in your career in your experience with others you will be running into things that need to be addressed fixed um looked at and it it feels like um on the collective this is no longer uh um going to be hidden from view so of course we know that 2021 is bringing a lot of revelations a lot of um opening up the box of secrets kind of things but not only in the collective also in the personal you will be looking at who you truly are who you really are what you're really about and you're going to have to face it and um so for some people of course as life goes you know it's going to be more or less <laughs> so um how it's going to be for you uh don't hesitate to connect with me and sign up for your personal 2021 reading to see what's coming up for you for the year ahead okay and how best to prepare what to look out for but also how to support the process um if there's a title i would want to give this year it's kind of like a year of detoxification but this detox has been going on for quite a while, but um, it's definitely going to intensify. Now we know numerologically this year is a number five and five is the number of humanity. It's the number of change. It's the number of marketplace and business. So these are all areas that are really going to be affected, targeted and brought up to the fore in the year 2021. Um, that's another thing is also detoxification collectively but also business business changes i feel great leaps and advances and shifts in business um i feel that there is a greater reset happening but it's not going to be that reset where we all fall into the great depression as in after the 30s or back when that great depression actually occurred um it's 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 a little different and i do feel the comeback of business and um the comeback of business summer and fall where people are really going to be um, supporting each other buying um, putting businesses out there opening up new businesses um, there may be some support from governments but i feel that government is mainly tied up with big tech big sweeping changes um, more so on the the smaller end of things small businesses they're going to be taking care of themselves they're going to be doing whatever needs to be done um i do not feel that small business is going to die out um i do feel though that things will be made more difficult as the year moves on um <clears throat> another thing that may be uh considered is the rise of um, a certain type of consciousness a certain type of consciousness of we right but it's a very infantile we consciousness and when you think about um you know which is i mean we got to start somewhere with we consciousness and again these are the beginnings of a new world a new way of living and doing things but they are the beginnings so our we consciousness is going to evolve over the next, I don't know, hundreds of years, <laughs> but we're moving from this individualistic, solar powered, more masculine, um, me, 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 um, be all you can be, uh, my career, my way 
kind of thinking into a we thinking, right? But because this level of thinking is still very young and it's still very um, infantile in a way, um, just think back to everything that this young consciousness, you know, that a young consciousness moves through when it, for example, goes to kindergarten or goes to elementary school or goes to junior high school. So we're going to see the collective consciousness live through these stages of learning how to deal with peer pressure, learning how to, you know, um, stand up for oneself, but still think along the lines of we, um, learning how to set boundaries, right? So it's going to take on this flavor of we all have to stick together and do the right thing and do the this thing because everybody's doing it like that kind of feeling that we had in high school right so it's going to take that on but understand that this is a development process in the developing of societal consciousness collective consciousness and that in 50 years time 80 years time it's going to look a little different from now because then people will have, you know, this consciousness will have moved through certain stages of development. So whereas now there is going to be a little bit of a mob rule and a little bit of a, uh, a strong peer pressure that you're going to be feeling like flow through the, the collective where it might turn a little bit valley, you know, like valley girl. I, I keep seeing that high school, high school. They keep repeating high school to me. Um, have faith and confidence that this is not going to be the way it will remain. But for us and our personal lives and the timeline that we chose to experience together and incarnate on and um, invest in for us light workers of always reminding of higher consciousness, the light, thinking <laughs> beautifully and lovingly and so on. Um, it is what it is, right? So for the next year or so, we're going to see this, this, this rise of a little bit of a socialistic way of thinking or this we thinking in its beginning stages, um, which reminds me also of um, certain movies, right? Uh, such as um, Demolition Man, right? And Sandra Bullock plays a police officer. And that's the type of consciousness we're stepping into this consciousness of Sandra Bullock, right, where she was this really innocent, kind of naive, wanting to follow orders, wanting to do things the right way, and um, wanting to be top of her game, but not wanting to really leave that mold, right, leave that group. And we see this playing out. I don't know if you guys, I'm a huge Star Trek fan. <laughs> so there's this um, Star Trek discovery, I think it is. And um, where this girl, uh, well, a Star Trek captain gets shot into the future and um, start uh, the ship discovery follows her into the future. And then it's all about her um, adventures in the future the love of her life she meets in the future and so on and so forth. And you can really see how things are changing also in TV um, and this example, because when you think about the past TV shows or how heroes were portrayed, they were always bucking the system, breaking the system, very indigo, you know, come into smash um, collective um, things that we took for granted, right? 
So now we're moving into a different cycle and we can see it reflected in our TV shows, in the stories that are being propagated, such as this Star Trek Discovery, where a lot of the series is about her battling her individuality and the collective of um, the Star Trek uh, family, right? Or the Star Trek uh, mission as well. And following orders and submitting herself to higher purpose and bigger themes than her own personal world. And so we're moving into that where our consciousness is going to be about that, right? Where it's going to take on this more socialistic kind of hue of we're all in this together and, um, you know, everybody stick together and sacrifice personal freedoms for greater um, advancements and so on and so forth. So you will, it may be a little bit disappointing for some people who are thinking, okay, we're all going to fight and buck the system and we're going to break the system. We're not going to break the system, <laughs> but we will, the system will evolve and, um, it is evolving and it's trying to take us with it, but that's a whole other, um, explanation. You see, everything is consciousness. We work and recreate in consciousness and we were created in consciousness as well, right? So everything is conscious to a certain level that we create on or we work on. Um, so the relationships that we have, it's a living, breathing thing that has intention, that has a desire that has, um, that wishes to fulfill itself as well. And it will lead you or trigger you or influence you into certain situations so that it remains fed and nourished and so on and so forth. So it's, it's really interesting to look at the world that way and see everything as a living thing. Also, um, corporate entities are recognized as entities, right? As living beings in a sense, even though they're not, we're expanding our understanding of life and what constitutes life consciousness being. And, um, so we're seeing that, um, things, will change and move forward as our consciousness is brought more into alignment with this kind of we thinking, but on a very superficial infantile level initially, which is what we will experience, unfortunately. <laughs> and um, it's, it's in 70, 80 years time, things will be different. Okay, so um, I'm working with fairies right now a lot. So um, I'm just going to bring up a few cards around some major names and major players that are in in within shaping shaping the nature of our experience at this time and the first one that comes to mind is Pelosi now Pelosi is um she's got some interesting family members her son her brother her father are all seemingly to be um involved in some really interesting negative dark stuff so if you want to research that and look up that and it seems that she's you know it's playing things out with her on a different level um she's not um <clears throat> I, I do feel she is a dark agent i do feel that and i do feel that um she is supporting an agenda which 
she may be thinking is positive. She may be thinking this is the only way forward, but she's being um, used by something much bigger than herself, which she cannot understand. So the card that came up for her is Teagle. Now, the interesting thing about Teagle, and I'm just reading these cards very intuitively, I'm allowing whatever to pop up to pop up, is that you can tell that he's um, wearing a red hat with a feather, has red shoes, and is sitting in front of a pathway leading away from a home or a house. There's a distance to these structures, and there's a soft, gentle light in the background, which makes it seem like this could be a sunrise, right? Um, it doesn't look like a sunset to me. It looks more like a sunrise. And so Teagle is sitting and he's he's pondering. He's, he's, you know, looking at things. And it feels like he's come a long way in these shoes, right? It feels like he's come a long way in these shoes. Now, <sighs> these um, fairies are so, they're, they're very sweet, very gentle, very delicate energies. <laughs> so I'll try to get across what I'm gently being told through this card with Pelosi. Now the red shoes, there are no um, coincidences, right? So those of you that don't know about red shoes and um, and child trafficking, child crime, read up on that, please. And I feel that there's a certain reason why the red shoes are being brought up here. It's, it's very, it's just jumping off the card. There's a red hat and red shoes. So um, she's definitely not a white hat right? Um, she's not a part of that. She's, um, the red shoes are significant. I keep bouncing back to it as I, I look at the card. I've placed it here on my, um, on my screen, right? So I'll post it up here again so you can, you guys can see it. But, um, the red shoes, it, it really, it's striking. So, there's something about the feet as well, what you're rooted or what you're grounded in. So I want to say that she's a very decisive personality. She has no hesitations in moving forward and making decisions. She also has no hesitation to sacrifice until she gets what she wants. She's driven by ambition, by a desire for power. And there's a very masculine energy that is driving her as well. There's a very masculine kind of thought process, a very taking action process, a very um, a ruler thought process as well. I want to say she comes from a stable home, stable environment, stable background in the sense of not personally stable, but stable in status and power. And I want to say that she um, also has deep knowledge, intimate knowledge of these darker things that have to do with child trafficking, child pornography, child, these, 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 um, this whole thing, this whole side of everything, she is deeply um, connected to, aware of. I wouldn't say she's a participant in, um, that would be a jump, I think, but I do know that she's aware of information surrounding that. And it's, it's time for her to um, step forward with it, which I don't think she will do. Um, I feel that there's a, a certain level of protection that's going back and forth between people that are connected to that era, connected to that world, and and her. And I do feel that um, certain decisions that she's made has definitely been to benefit people that are connected with that. Um, it feels like she's also um, 
ready to step away from things. And it's not a step away from things as in throwing the gauntlet or giving up. She feels like her work has been done. Whatever she was placed into this position for by life, by whatever, she feels I've done my work, I've done my job. And it feels like she's looking or standing at the dawn of a new world or a new era. And she's quite excited about this. Um, I feel like Trump to her represents the old world, the old era, the old style, and she does not want to walk away and see that everything continues the same way. She's very much about opening up a new chapter, opening up a new book, starting fresh, starting new things. And um, there's a certain religiousness around her as well, which may not be open to, the public may not be aware of, but there's something in her background um, that is very religious as well. I also feel looking at Teagle at this um, beautiful little elf, it's almost like he's saying that she's she's ready to go to war as well. There's the the um, those stomping feet that I see with the red shoes and she's ready to really take it there to go all out. I also feel that she's going on her, you'd say in German, on her gums. So there's a certain vulnerability. There's a certain um, <sighs> woundedness. Okay, she's walked her feet bloody in this situation, right? She will continue if, if even if her skin wears down to the bone, she's going to continue. She's not giving up. She's relentless. But she is in a vulnerable position at this time, emotionally, mentally, um, a little unstable okay I feel that she's um, there's there's something around finances or money that is also coming up here so she's diving into that as well into certain changes that are going to affect financial institutions that are going to affect how America deals with its finances there are a lot of questions around finances money that seem to be coming up on her table or in her discussions in her talks in her dealings with people so I do feel that um there is also this this <sighs> seeing this um new world somehow as a um wow these red shoes it's it's flames and fire and ready there's there's a war cry there's something about really um rushing in being vulnerable but still wanting to do battle and just really angry and head over heels and passionate and um childish immature youthful these are all attributes that seem to pop up here um but really she's she's looking forward towards a new beginning a new start so what happens with pence what happens with pence Pence, Vice President Pence. And I know a lot of people are super upset with how things shaped up and um, what came about and how things um, have started off with this year, right? And it really feels like, um, you know, it's just started. Pence. Now, Pence, um, the card that came up for him is Wink, and you can see Wink here lying and looking out. Um, he's thinking, he's aged, 
He seems to be kind of in a protective stance here somehow, even though he's wanting to look relaxed and reassured. But he's keeping his ears open, like his antenna is his hat here, you know? And he's really re rethinking things. He's got his hands over his ears as well, so he's not listening to anybody else anymore. The energy that I'm getting off of Wink, or what Wink seems to want to tell me, and this is also the number 39. 9 plus 3 is 12, which is the martyr, and the the number of the apostles, right? And... um the hanged man in the tarot. Um, and three, numerologically, has to do with community, connectedness, people. As I'm looking at Wink, and he seems to be lying on a tree stump in the forest all by himself, and he's keeping his arms and his everything, all his extremities close to his body. It's almost like he's careful not to make a move. And I feel like Pence is careful now not to make a move. He's tuned everyone out. He's not listening to anyone. He's not communicating with anyone at this time either significantly. And he's trying to find his higher voice or his higher connection or what his next step is going to be. See, I feel like... One second, you guys. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like he's going to, um, you know, feel very, he feels already very betrayed. He feels very vulnerable. I see him protecting his, his, his most vulnerable parts, right? His stomach here, his most vulnerable parts. And I see him kind of closing off to the world, um, shutting everything and everything out, and just wanting to stay connected to his God. So he may be in prayer a lot, talking to his priest a lot, um, trying to connect with God a lot, or because he feels betrayed. It's, it's everybody's calling him the betrayer, but he's starting to realize that he's been used. He's starting to realize that they used him. And he's starting to realize that it was nobody's fault but his own and that he was allowing voices to lead him or voices to contribute to his thought process, which weren't necessarily his. He's seeing that he was puppeteered, that he was um, used to play a certain role. And now that the role has been fulfilled and he's done this, he's still not feeling like this was the right thing to do. It's almost as if he feels he's lost a best friend as well, I want to say. He's lost someone who he was very intimately connected with or working with. And although we have tons of pictures where Pence was looking at Trump and, you know, it looked like he was ready to chew him up. It was, it was, I sensed an alertness, like a really being fully present in the moment, watching, listening, um, fully everything he had 180% was there. And I feel also that Pence didn't want to do this, whatever it is that he, you know, that people are so upset with him for um, not acknowledging the win of, of or the so the alleged win of Trump. Um, I feel that he 
he had envisioned his time in office or the office that he held, the job that he was going to be doing, he'd envisioned it quite differently. He saw things completely different. You know, he had different visions from what actually happened. And so here he is now, he's completely withdrawn from everyone. He's by himself in the woods, um, trying to connect with God or his higher sense of self, feeling a little bit ashamed, feeling a little bit used, feeling used and discarded, but not only discarded because now he's threatened. Um, he feels that, you know, he's in danger. He literally feels like he's in danger. And so it, it feels like um, he's going to be quiet for the next while. He's not going to make a move as he tries to suss out what is now possible for him after all this, after, after the entire fallout, what is his next move or step going to be. And um, it, I don't see him retiring, but he's definitely um, playing, toying with this idea of retirement, withdrawing from the public eye, definitely moving into something more um, in the background. But um, he's not going to disappear completely. He likes the game a little bit too much, unacknowledged, and he feels that he can be a force for good. But he's not... Um, he's finally woken up. I think that's the most important thing is he's finally woken up to the fact that he was used. He was played as a pawn and he now is realizing that, that he didn't have that role that he thought he had. He didn't have that power that he thought he had. He didn't do things that were really in alignment with who he is as he thought he did, but he allowed other voices to take over thinking for him. And so now he's shutting it all out and trying to find his way back. Okay, so let's have a look next at um, Trump himself because we haven't heard from him in quite a while and at this time of me doing this video. And it's, it's uh, what's going on with him, you know, like, how's he, is he really thinking that he's won this? Um, are we supposed to sit and wait for him to show up with the troops? Or what's, what's, what's going to happen here? And the card for Trump, please. What do the fairies say about Trump? When it comes to Trump, the card that comes up is Santal. And it's number 14, five. Five is the number of 2021. Um, 14 is also the number of temperance of, and five is the number of change, right? And Santa, this fairy is sitting on a lotus leaf, it looks like, and looking through the water and pointing at two fish that are underneath the surface of the water and has feet in the water. Now, Trump always said that he was there to drain the swamp, that he wanted his intentions were to drain the swamp. And he also mentioned that he was part of deep state because it takes one to know one and only someone in the deep state could be in his position and um, doing what he does. So when I'm looking at Santal, I'm seeing someone sitting on a leaf provided by nature, right? This lotus leaf. So there is that connection to the natural way of being or a natural being human, let's call it. And um, there are wings there and there's pointing to what's beneath the surface. And beneath the surface, we see on the card, these two fish that are just moving. 
So he's pointing to what's moving beneath the surface and um, we don't see everything, right? We don't see what's beneath the surface, but he has his feet dangling in the water. He is a part of this, right? But he's elevated himself up out of it. And I feel that that may be part of the problem that he's facing in draining the swamp is that people know who he is um, or who he was. Um, he was a part of it. He, he partied with them. He hung out with them. He did business with them. This was part of the world that he was dealing with. And maybe he didn't participate in all things. And I do think that it's a little overmuch for people to be, you know, throwing everything into one basket because just like you go to a club where they sell drugs just because you were at that club doesn't mean that you are now a drug dealer or that you do drugs just because he hung out with these people doesn't mean that he is doing what they did i do not see that i do not feel that i do not perceive that i feel that he has his own line of personal <laughs> integrity and um he sticks to that he just he literally does things that he feels is right and if he doesn't feel it's right he's not going to do it he's also a lot more prude than what people would you know give him credit for so he's not one of those that are going to throw himself naked into orgies like it just i can't see it <laughs> um it may more bodily shyness as well but in any case um He's pointing here on this card to what's beneath the surface. And this is, like I said, a place where he easily slipped in and out of, where he swam with the fish and played with the fish, but also, you know, pulls himself up out and sits on a leaf. So there's an element or an essence or an energy of betrayal. And I also want to say that there was some help in him winning his tenure. And I, I feel that he, there was such a surprise when he won. Nobody expected him to win. Um, everybody was forecasting back in 2016, all the astrologers, everybody was forecasting the win of Hillary Clinton because that was the timeline we were on. And someone went and changed this. There were agencies that had a vested interest in him be taking this role. After he took this role, I feel that he had an epiphany in office. He had, all of a sudden, he was overcome with the magnitude of his role, the magnitude of the chair that he sat in. And there was something that happened while he was sitting in office in the White House, something that shifted his perspective, that shifted his way of seeing things forever. And he woke up. And maybe it was all the things that were being shown to him, like all the connections, all the financial connections, all the everything that was finally revealed to him that he knew about before, but he didn't realize how much, um, how deep it went or how the ramifications, how it really, you know, as he tried to unravel things and make things better for Americans in America, he realized why things were the way they were. And that's when he started pointing it out. And um, there were certain elements, I feel, that felt betrayed by this. Because remember, he was one of them. And so even though it wasn't expected of him to, to, to maintain loyalties in that sense, there was this feeling of, hold up, you're one of us. Why are you, what are you, why are you doing this? Oh my God, what's he doing? Oh my God, no, no, he went there. Oh my good God. So it, it feels like there was this, this, 
wave of holy crap, you know, and this, this realization that he had taken on this role for himself as, um, Joan of Arc <laughs> to, to clean things up, to make things better for everybody, because initially his intention was selfish. Initially, he wanted to go down as the best president ever, that he was the one that brought America back to glory. That was his personal um, intention, his personal goal that he'd stuck for himself. And this whole thing started turning into something else. Now he's sitting on this leaf. And he's sitting on this leaf and pointing out, look at the fishies that are moving underneath the water. These are big fish. And these are big themes. These are big things. And people are not really seeing it. They're still dazzled by the glitter on top of the water. They're still distracted by the waves, you know, and um, they're dazzled by him as well as he, one of these creatures that revealed itself, um, sits on this, this leaf, right? So they're seeing the shadows in the water, but it's, it's kind of moving, can you see, doubtfully along. And um, they're not really seeing the full picture of what he's pointing out because he sees a lot more. He um, has all the, you know, all the threads. And, um, but he cannot, how should I put this? He cannot describe a world that we've never seen. He cannot describe it enough, right? So even though we see the water, we see the fishes moving through the water. We don't know what that means because we have no concept of size. What's big underneath that surface? What is big? What is huge? Is that little or is that massive? You know, we have no concept of the connections of the world. Like what is the ecosystem underwater? We don't know. We're just looking at the surface, right? So since we don't know all these things and we can't put things into context, it becomes very difficult to make it mean anything to us. And especially if all he's doing is silently pointing, right? So it's, it's, um, he's right now, I feel this card is coming up because he wants to reveal it. He really wants to reveal it. He wants to put it out there because to him, it's, it's, this is what he came here to do. He sees that as his true job now is not to put everything back into order again, but to reveal things so that things can fall into the order, whatever order that may be. And he doesn't see it as, um, he sees himself, which is what's surprising that, um, but I guess he can't, I get there, I guess there's other pressures there, but it's a little bit of what Assange did, Julian Assange, which I'll pull a card for since he's popping up right now in the sense of revealing everything and letting everything fall where they're made. It's, it's very, you know, these are two parallels, but he, maybe he's working behind the scenes for Assange. Um, not quite sure. Maybe his hands are tied, but it's a surprise with that knowledge that he wouldn't liberate Assange, that he wouldn't, you know, pardon Assange. So, but maybe he can't. Maybe his hands are literally very, very tied because of other things or people. So it's, it's, um, with him sitting on that leaf and pointing things out, 
and he's sitting on the water, which he's realizing is massive. Like he cannot drain this as easily or as simply as he thought initially. All he can do is point out, you know, this is what's moving under the surface. This is what's happening. This is how it all ties together. These are the creatures that we're dealing with. We still can't see it properly. And so he's looking to reveal that. He's looking to explain that. He's looking to show that. He's looking to help us put meaning to things that we're seeing in our day-to-day -day lives. So since Julian Wassange was mentioned, let me pull a card for him and um, see what comes up here. Julian Assange. Julian Assange, please. Now we know that Julian has uh, mental health issues. He surprisingly managed to become a father twice while he was in captivity. And um, that must be a very painful experience to not be able to be that father, which you, you know, um, ha or have those free experiences or only be able to experience love in captivity it's it's it, it must be very um difficult so let's see julian assange as i say that name it feels like there's so much uh already weighted on that name it's hard for him with all the energy that's been stuck to his name to even tolerate his own name julian assange Now, for Julian Assange, two cards came up, and one was Gipfit, which means mountaintop, and we see an elf on a mountaintop with lots of rainbows and shimmers, but also we see an eagle flying, and his hair is moving in the wind, and I do feel this is one of the hallmarks of Julian Assange is his hair, <laughs> and um, the second card that came up for him is Wizen, and we see here an elf, in or a fairy, sorry, in the darkness, holding a little light green this may be green of the heart the heart of the light the light of the heart and i feel with these two and it's interesting because um both of them are number twos right so we literally have the number two with uh Gipfit, but we also have a two here or two by two in the 40 right so with both of these here it feels like and this is uh, the last one that i'll I'll do because I'm starting to feel the heat here <laughs> is um Gipfa is is but if you would like these then sign up for my Patreon okay it's only five dollars a month um you get to see all these videos that I do on uh political Sundays when I'm feeling well <laughs> um as in in you know energetically like I can handle the energies here um so political sundays where we discuss all these different characters and people five dollars a month you get all these videos so sign up so back to julian and these um cards that are representing his energies here so we see that um he definitely <sighs> these two are are showing the light and the dark of his soul of his mind right so we see the lightness and the brightness and the wide openness of his mind julian is highly intelligent he is definitely a savant in a certain way in the sense that he um sees things from a different level 
than other people, than regular people. He sees the big picture. The eagle also sees the little picture as well and sees details, however, right? Because as it's flying, it sees that little rabbit running like almost a mile away and it goes after it. So this is a unique perspective, a unique way of seeing things that is detached from the self, very detached from the self, very detached from others as well. He has the mind of someone who was incarnated, not for himself, but for other. And um, so he's never going to be or never was that person that would be a family father, a normal family father that was just working a small, you know, a, where their main focus, not to put that down in any way, because that is absolutely one of the most loving, beautiful roles that we can hope to master in this life is of a mother or a father. But Julian's pathway or his incarnational pathway was never about that. It was, it was about seeing a bigger picture and being very detached almost from people, from life in that sense, right? From a personal life. And it's a very painful way for, to live. It's a very exposed way to live at the top of a mountain, right? Exposed to all these winds, exposed to all this, these, this, um, this, this, clarity of the sun, um, clarity of air, having not a lot of stuff, you know, to go on, right? Um, having to be resourceful, not having all these resources around you that you find down in the valley, right? Where everything is protected. Um, walking on your own, seeing things on your own, being very alone because, being up there in the mountain, it's very detached from the whole valley life and village life. Very, very, very um, monk-like. I also want to say that in a past life, he may have been a monk or had some kind of, you know, connections, uh, a long time, a long time, a long period of wandering alone in the wilderness is what I do see for him in a past life. This way of living that he's chosen to live now is not new to him. It's not to his soul, right? So there is that clarity, that flying above that we have with number two. And with number 40, we show where he's wizened in his soul. And we also see the depression, right? So there are realms where he's buried his heart in darkness, where he's gone into darkness, feeling wise, emotional wise. And there is a small light of his heart that is still beating, that is keeping his soul alive. And he is guarding this, right, with everything he can, because if that goes out, then things are very dark for him indeed. Um, I do see this, this wizen, he's there, he's now hats of fairies are their antennas. It's, it's, it makes them very, very sensitive. They're already sensitive creatures, but the hats are just, you know, those. And so we see here his, his little hat, it's disconnected. Remember with the fairy that showed up for Pence, there was actually a connection to higher. This one is, it's, it's disconnected from the source and is carrying its own little light. So it feels like there's a lot of pressure that he puts upon himself to find solutions, to think through things, to there's, he doesn't go into prayer or meditation. Maybe he's starting to do that now. Maybe he's learned to do that now, but it's not an innate thing that he brought with him into this life. 
And so there are some deep, dark places in his soul that he's learned to move into. He's definitely gone through deep fears. Absolutely. Fear on levels that we can't begin to understand. Um, he's realized certain things about the heart, about the human soul. Um, there's an enlightenment process that has happened with him. Um, he's definitely... He would be a phenomenal character to interview about the realizations and the insights that he's gained through his experiences. He's gone through all that self-doubt, um, self-negation, um, chastising himself. What did I do? Why did I do this? Um, but he's coming out on the other side with a very rare gem, a very rare mineral. And he's always stayed true and held tight to the core essence of who he is. So there is that um, he's fulfilled his spiritual pathway, right? He's fulfilled his spiritual pathway, but he feels like he's a light in the darkness as well. He feels like he has to continue doing what he's doing, being a light in the darkness. He sees the world as a very dark place right now, and people don't realize how dark it is. It's kind of like we're the bugs that are crawling on the cave wall, and we wouldn't exist without the dark, right? But it's time to turn on the light. It's time to see what's there. It's time to acknowledge things. And um, he sees it as, you know, the more we acknowledge the dark and the more we acknowledge what is the truth of our reality, the more we have power to change it or see potential or do things or do bigger things, become more human, more of what we are, become more something, right? And uh, more loving, more kind, more godlike in a sense. And so he sees it as that's part of his mission to help us move along, help humanity move along and bringing darkness light to darkness right bringing the darkness to light if, if you want to see it like that but um there's some very deep caverns in his own soul which he has gone into which people would not understand and um haven't tested themselves on that level or um allowed themselves to go that deep into fear that deep into 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 the dark so this is, he's very powerful on a spiritual level, and we all sense that. We do feel that. People do feel that about him. And um, he's very powerful in, in what he's experienced. I hope he's inspired in some way to write a book or to put his thoughts down for posterity because these are definitely um, ideas, concepts, insights, ways of perceiving things that would benefit humanity tremendously and um, be a source of light in very, very dark times indeed. All right, you guys. So I'm wishing you a wonderful start to 2021. And um, I look forward to hearing, reading your comments, hearing from you. If you are not on my Telegram channel, I am extremely prolifically active on Telegram. I invite you to join me over there. Invite me, invite you to leave your comments as well to participate in my group chat there. And I'm also on MeWe and all the information is in the description box below this video. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Bye.